Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Ah, yes, we have made it today. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Ah, because he is so worthy, isn't he? From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Our God is worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. And I love him today. How about you? (laughs) Welcome to another Together With Him broadcast. And I am Sister Anne. And I'm going to be your MC again today. Hmm. Well, you know, God's work is never done. It is... He is on the throne and he expects us to be on our jobs. And, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do that. I'm just going to give him the glory, honor, and praise in all things. Hallelujah. Just give him praise. And we're just going to go ahead and move forward in him. I hope that you guys are staying warm. Hope you're staying warm because it is cold out here. Uh, here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. Yep, it sure is. And we are just trying to stay warm. Now, it's supposed to get better next week. So, just hoping that it will. So that we can do and just move on with our lives. Because we've been kind of like in an iceberg situation. But, you know, we're just grateful that we have... Um, you know, just God's amenities and how he helps us through it. And we are praying for those who uh, are dealing with troubled times right now because of it being cold out. And I hope that you keep the homeless and those who are in need up in prayer. We have been praying for them and we are praying for all the brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, big shout out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is first in my life. Yes, He is first in my life. I love him. You know, and I didn't have enough sense to love him. But he loved me first. He showed me his love first. And that right there is just huge. It is huge. And just want to, you know, give a shout out to all of the LFHHM volunteers that do their part to do what they can for the ministry, for God's work, God's work. We are community service, and what we do is we educate people on how to be a disciple for for Christ, for the Lord. Be a disciple and be a witness. That's what we do, and it takes a team. It really does take a team, and we just are thankful for the uh, volunteers. Amen, amen. I want to give a big shout out to all of the family and friends, Uh, my family and friends. Now, happy Valentine's Day. I think I have this day right. (laughs) I remember, I remember not getting Father's Day right. Now, here's the thing. I really do think that that message that we brought on Father's Day, the day, the week before Father's Day was timely. And I believe it was timely because it blessed me, blessed my socks off. And here again, um, then we came and, and just preached it and taught again and bless the Lord, bless, bless the word of the Lord again. Now, here is another day of thinking about love, not not superficial love. Now, I know we give out Valentine candy and and gifts and cards, but, you know, it's an expression of love and a little sacrifice, a little sacrifice, because sometimes people don't always have it. They don't always have the big bucks to go out and do things, but it's just the small gifts and treats. Big shout out to all of my, my grandbabies. <laughs> I happy Valentine's Day to you. Big mama's been kind of busy. And, you know, I know you're keeping me in prayer. And I, I just receive all of those, all of those Valentine's Day blessings and wishes, too. Well, we did have an, a wonderful on-the-go broadcast, and, and we prayed yesterday. Yes, we did. We went up in Jesus' name and prayed for the situations of those who are dealing with the plight of being homeless and dealing with the plight of, uh, you know, unemployment and whatever else is folks are dealing with and not having enough and, and being short and on this and that. You know, we just lifted everyone up in prayer, especially for those who are dealing with the cold weather and who are homeless. And, 
ask the Lord to give a, a folks a mind, a mind to just want to be helped, be a blessed, be blessed. You know, sometimes we just have to know to receive God's blessings, not be ashamed of God's blessings, not be ashamed of blessings, not be too proud in any way, but just to know that if God does bless in a certain way, praise God for it. Receive the blessing and keep moving because really the enemy does come to hold us back. And we uh, just appreciate where God just provides. So big shout out to to uh, all of those, the, the prayer partners, those that lift up people of God, people everywhere in prayer, God's purpose in prayer. Keep praying, keep praying. Well, we're going to go on now. We've changed the venue just a bit because there's some things that we want to do and we want to give um, want to give opportunity for, you know, other genres of music and blessings. And we, we have some things coming down to Pike where we're coming up with some original things that's happening. So we're excited about that. But we want to we want to just bless the Lord. And this this is what we're going to do. We're going to praise him today. We're going to praise him today. And there is a medley. There's a medley that is just really great in that we, um, the uh, Apostle R.L. Mitchell Praise Break Choir. Now, this is what this is sharing in about. Uh, the, it's a medley. Now, congregational songs and medleys, uh, those that are uh, part of the sanctified churches <laughs> are familiar with the songs. We sang those songs for years, and I love going back to the songs because it's keeping and, and keeping power of the songs. And in the morning when I rise, and it's the old landmark church, let's praise the Lord with them. Let's give them, uh, let's just give the Lord a, a bless, bless praise. Amen. Amen. In the morning, when I rise in the morning. wanting to see Jesus straight. You know, we are going to rise again. When we are in right fellowship with the Lord, we will rise again. Hallelujah. We're going to be blessed in him. 
Hallelujah. We're going to just just rise and live forever with him in peace. Thank you, Jesus. That's something to look forward to. Let me tell you something. You know, we when you see people praise the Lord like that, that's because we know what's coming. We are so grateful because are we deserving? Mm. No, we're not deserving. But because he's good, because God is good, because he is loving, because he loves us so much that he's prepared a place. I has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men that things that God has prepared for them that love him. Come on now in the morning when I rise. I want to see Jesus. How about you? How about you? Don't you want to see him? Thank you, Lord. Big shout outs to everyone on the Facebookers, the Facebookers, YouTubers, uh, the uh, Twitch and the podcast, everyone that that's listening. Hallelujah. We just thank God for you today. Hope you're staying warm. Hope you're encouraged in the Lord. Praise God. Now, go ahead. Go ahead and grab it. Go ahead and grab your Bible. And you know, this is what we do. Our format is biblically based. We don't shoot from the hip. I mean, it's a lot of folks that shoot from the hip. That's that's how they do it. But you know what? I'll, I want to hear what thus saith the Lord in his word. That's me. That's my style. I want to I want to hear the word of God from the word of God, not something that someone has made up. And, you know, God is is help help those pray for folks that just don't that don't come from the word of God. Pray for them. Pray for them if they just want to come up with one little thing and then twist things around. And you know, if you God's word is relevant, it's relevant today. He said he's the same yesterday, today, and he's going to be the same forever. So I don't have to worry about trying to tickle folks' ears to tickle they little feet to dance, to tickle they little hands to pick something out of their pocket and put it into the offering plate. No, no. See, God's word is rich. He He's rich and he makes us full. So I don't need to tickle ears. I get excited off the word of God. How about you? I know I do. I get excited about it. Praise God for the music. Shout out to all the Christian hip hoppers out there. You know, God bless you. Uh, shout out to everyone that does music, the the choir, the the musicians, and praise God for you. But you know what? When it's all said and done, he said heaven and earth is going to pass away, but his word, woo, ah, come on, is not going to pass away. Hallelujah. And that word of God is rich. Go ahead and grab your Bible. You know, I have a, several that I enjoy. I like this soft leather bound one here. It's quick. I can whip it out and, and show folks some scripture and minister in a great way because God is a great God. And, of course, I do have my big amplified. I have my amplified where I study out of it. Encourage yourself. You know, Valentine's Day and your birthdays and give a gift of a Bible. Go out there and buy yourself a nice one. A nice Bible to be blessed by the word of God. Amen. Amen. And now here, this word is, it took me a minute to, to get it. You know, it took me a minute to get it, to understand. But see, when he laid it out, it's like, okay, I got it here, but I need to understand it here. But here's what we're looking at now. The world would be in a lost state without our God. It would be in a lost state. I mean, Slewfoot would just take over and just be going upside folks' head, and we would be destituted. That's why when Jesus came and he ministered to the, to the people, he was moved with great compassion. Because he saw the suffering of people in their sin. He saw the suffering of what folks were going through. 
he was moved with great compassion. But God, because he is, hallelujah, yes, we can face tomorrow. Because he is, this world is not lost. He provided a way of escape. And he's always done it. He's always done it. There's nothing new in that when God saw where he, where we fell, where Adam fell, he said, look, he had already had a plan before Adam fell. He had a plan. Let's look here now, build it and he will come build what? Well, of course it depends on what you build, right? Depending on what you're building is the expectation of, of who's going to be there and who's going to participate, right? However, where we're going to, where we're going today, it, it's to focus on how our relationships are built in God. Hmm? How are your, how is your relationship to God built? Yeah. How are our relationships to him? How do we get there? Yeah, how do we get there? <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, 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 we're about salvation. We're about being saved. We're about ministering to others to be saved. Now, how do we get there? Well, first off, God has to draw us to want to be saved. Yeah, it's God who has made the first move. Yep, he did it. He made the first move. Oh boy. And you know what? That's why you see people, you see people tearing up the church and praising and worshiping him. And I'm just saying that, it, you know, in a way we don't tear up the church. Now, when we get there, we do praise him, but we call it cutting a rug, tearing down a wall, breaking down a pew. We say that because of, of the exuberance of our worship. <laughs> So when you hear that, it's just to know that we have celebrated our God so to where we have just given him all kinds of praise and worship. And, you know, some people want to call it emotionalism. Well, you know, call it what you will. But I know my God is worthy. He's worthy to be praised and I'm going to do it. So but the first thing, the reason why we're able to praise him is because he gave us a mind to do it. He, oh, he opened up the door. He's the one that laid the foundation and, and touched our little minds to say, hey, psst, psst, you need a savior. You need me. I'm here. All right. Well, let's look at Jeremiah chapter 31. Let's look at that first. All right. Jeremiah's in the Old Testament. Jeremiah chapter, chapter 31, verse 3. Now, the Lord reminds us in the Old Testament through the prophet Jeremiah. Now, this is what this book is about. And this scripture, it says, the Lord appeared to me, Israel, from ages past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. Yeah. See, God had to draw us to be saved. We didn't have enough sense to know to be saved. He had to do it. Amen. Yes. Let's look at John chapter 12, verse 32. John chapter 12, verse 32. Now, John is in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Verse 12. Now, this is what Jesus is saying. He says, and I if and when I am lifted up from the earth on the cross will draw all people to myself, Gentiles as well as Jews. Amen. Now we're, we're the Gentiles. There are Jews or Christian Jews. They may argue that's not being Jewish if you're Christian, whatever. But the first Christians <laughs> were of Jewish descent. Hebrews, Jews, okay. And Jesus said, look, when I'm lifted up from the earth, when I get to that cross, what I do on that cross, it's going to draw all men, all people, Jew and Gentile, to God, to himself. Amen. 
So again, here's another scripture to reiterate, to reinforce the understanding that God is the one that draws us. So we should be excited if he picked us or chose us. We, we, he drew us and then we had enough sense. We had enough sense to say, yeah, Lord, I'm here. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Yes, Lord, I do want to be saved. Hallelujah. John, now we're in John again. Let's go to chapter 6, verse 41. All right, now this is uh, in, the old, in the New Testament. John chapter 6, verses 41 through 44. Okay. Now, when the Jews murmured and found fault with him, because he said, I am the bread that came down out of heaven. See, now this is Jesus. They were saying this about Jesus. The, the Jews were murmuring and finding fault with him because Jesus has said, look, I am the bread that fell, that came down out of heaven. And if we remember the story, that's where the Hebrews were in the wilderness and the Lord provided. He provided the manna, which means what is it? Okay, the bread that fell from heaven, God provided. He provided a way of, of escape through from starvation in the wilderness. Okay, verse 42. They kept saying, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now have the uh, arrogance to say, I have come down out of heaven? So Jesus answered, stop murmuring among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him, giving him the desire to come to me. And I will raise him up from the dead on the last day. So Jesus even reiterated what was what was said and stated by the prophet Jeremiah. Look, God has to do the drawing. That's why he's so wonderful. Thank you, Jesus, because he thought about us to draw us to him. Hallelujah. God first draws us and speaks. He speaks to our heart. That's what he's doing when he's drawing us to him. Hallelujah. All right. Let's look here. Now, here's the part where is there's a building part. There's a building part. God is, he's made ways of escape for us. He's made ways many times in the Old Testament. And we know the ultimate way here in the New Testament. But let's look at brother Noah. Noah obeyed God and built the ark. He used God's outline to save his family from the judgment that mankind encountered because of sin and disobedience. Yep. See, Noah obeyed God and used the outline. So that right there, it saved his family. Now here we go as being saved saints in the New Testament. God has provided an outline for us to be saved. Yes. And just like Noah was obedient, then we should be obedient. All right. So that we can be saved too. Well, let's look at Genesis chapter 6, verses 13 through 14. Now, Genesis is the first book of the, of the Bible. So we go to the very first book and we turn to chapter 6. Starting at verse 13. God said to Noah, I intend to make an end of all that lives for through men the land is filled with violence, and behold, I am about to destroy them together with the land. So God told Noah this. God was fed up. He was fed up when it came to this sin and the clowning that folks were doing. He's like, look, I'm, I just can't have it. I can't even dwell with them. I can't even hang with them. They're not even listening. And here, but Noah found favor in the sight of God because Noah was obedient to God's word. And in that, God said, look, he's going to tell him what he was going to do. So here's God. He says, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make it in the rooms. Make it in rooms, stalls, pens, coops, nests, cages, 
compartments and coated inside and out with pitch, pitchdomen. Okay, so that's to keep it from leaking. So God gave him some instructions on what to do. Now the same thing. We have instructions on our, our lives, how God intends to save us. Hallelujah. In the New Testament. And he gives us instructions on how to go about doing that. Hallelujah. But the first part was that he was obedient. Noah was obedient. He believed God. All right, so let's look at Genesis. Here we are, Genesis chapter 7, verses 15 through 16. So let's tab over or uh, page over to chapter 7. And it says, so they went into the ark with Noah. So after he had built the, the ark, here, here they go. They went into the ark with Noah, two by two of all living beings in which there was the breath and spirit of life. Those which entered, male and female, of all flesh creatures, entered as God had commanded Noah. And the Lord closed the door behind him. Yeah. See, now that right there is, is the, something to think about. Because you know, the obedience of what Noah did, the animals came into the ark. Noah and his family came into the ark. And God closed the door behind him. God, he, he built the bridge. He built the way or the ark and a way to save mankind. So God knows that we need a savior. And he's always done that for us, even in, since the beginning of time. Amen. Let's look at uh, here. Now, God draws us then dwells with us. Okay. That's what he draws us. And then he dwells with us. Once God draws us, he then dwells with us. So that's like, uh, we're talking about Valentine's day. Well, a husband or man wants to marry a woman and he's going to woo her with, he's going to be kind. He's going to be loving. See, God himself said, look, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. So he's going to be kind. He's going to be loving. He's going to do all of what he can to attract that woman. But it's left up to the woman to decide whether or not she's going to hang with him, whether or not she's going to be his wife, right? And even in still, that's kind of the way it is, even in the salvation process. God loves us. And then if we say, hey, God, you know, I'm here. Thank you. I, I, I want to be a part. Be my father. Be my Lord and Savior. That, that right there is the receiving part. God told Moses to build a tabernacle or Mishkan. Uh, Mishkan, which means dwelling in Hebrew. And the portable sanctuary constructed was a place of worship for the Hebrew tribes during the period of wandering in the wilderness uh, that preceded their arrival to the promised land. Like King, later, uh, now later King Solomon was uh, also, uh, was allowed by God to build a temple for him, right? King David couldn't do it. He stored up and got things together and got things ready. Now, there's something to be said about that, guys. I do want to kind of put a little plug because I know we're going to be headed in this direction. You know, we're to lay up what we can for the next generation. Don't don't eat up and, and uh, spend up all of what you have, right? Leave a seed. Leave something. Leave something for the next generation. Now, uh, King David was not permitted to give the uh, to build God's house the temple because he had blood on his hands okay we know that but he allowed and gave permission to the, his son King Solomon to do it now we might not get all the work done now which is another process another way of thinking about what we're doing in life look I what we build we we may build it and but maybe it's our next generation who's going to carry it on. 
So keep that in mind. Leave something for your children to continue on and build. Pour something in them and look at, see which one, which child, which grandchild, which child is going to carry on the legacy. Because I don't believe that God just gives us something and then it dies out with the vision, the vision and the building and the efforts die out when the person dies out. I think that's the enemy. I don't believe that that's the way that God calls for it to be. Okay. I believe that he wants us to carry it on from generation to generation, what we're called to do. And then that's where we become a force. We become a force to be reckoned with. We can be effective. Amen. That's what we want to do. We want to be effective. Praise God. So King Solomon was allowed to build the temple of God, the temple for the Lord. And uh, of course, the temple was built around 950 B.C. And once the temple was finished, then the tabernacle was no longer necessary. So God, uh, he moved or he, he, there was no reason. There was not, God himself is too big, right? So he wasn't going to actually just be dwelling in the little tabernacle. He's big, right? He's going to dwell in all of the area. All right, let's look at 2 Chronicles 7 and 12. Now, 2 Chronicles is in the Old Testament. It says, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Amen. So this place, this sanctuary, this temple that Solomon had built, God told Solomon, look, okay, I, I will, I will take this uh, place to be my house of, of prayer, sacrifice, because their worship also uh, required sacrifice in that way. In the Old Testament, there was blood sacrifice, right? Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And God used the animal sacrifice as atonement. So God said, he told Solomon he was, he would be He'll dwell there. He agreed to do it because of this prayer. He heard his prayer. Now, in the Old and New Testaments of the Bible, there's a difference between the temple house and the entire complex of the temple buildings. There is a difference. Uh, God made the world, of course, and, and everything in it. So God is omnipresent. Yeah, and of course, he is everywhere in the house, both in the house and in the courts. He's too big. He's big. You know, he, he, who can contain him? Now, we're moving on here. Hope we're still hanging in there. Let's look at Acts chapter 7. So Acts is in the New Testament, chapter 7. And we're going to look at verses 44 through 50. Because again, it's going to talk about this tabernacle, this dwelling place where God hangs, right? So verse 44, it says, Our father had the tabernacle of testimony in the wilderness, just as God directed Moses to make it according to the pattern which he had seen. Okay. Our fathers also brought in it, with them into the land with Joshua. And when they dispossessed the nations whom God drove out before our fathers. And so it remained here until the time of David. Okay. Who found favor, grace, spiritual blessing in the sight of God and asked that he might be allowed to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. This is the story. This is where uh, we're continuing on, where, where, um, where he's telling the story about how the tabernacle continued and where it finally wound up, verse 48. However, the Most High, the one infinitely exalted above humanity, does not dwell in houses made by human hands. As the prophet Isaiah says, heaven is my throne. This is, this is the prophet Isaiah. And this is where Paul is reiterating what Isaiah said. He says, God is saying, heaven is my throne and the earth is the footstool for my feet. What kind of house will you build for me? Says the Lord, or what place is there for my rest? 
What is not my hand? Was it not my hand that made all these things? So God's like, look, I made all this. What are you going to build for me? See, God is awesome. He is just wonderful. You know, you're going to take something that's inferior, build it with your little hands and say, here, God. <laughs> and, you know, we need to watch that. You know, the world thinks that, they, that what they build is so big and it's like grits and gravy for them. They think that they can just do whatever and whatever they build. They're so wonderful and great and they can play God. Well, you know, you can play God, but you certainly can't be God. You can't do it. No, because God is God. And he even asked the question, was it not my hand that made all these things? What are, you, what are we going to give God? What, what is it? All right. So let's look at 2 Corinthians. Now we're, we're going to look at 2 Corinthians. That's also in the New Testament. Verses 6 and chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. All right, here we go. Now it says, do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers. Do not make mismatched alliances with, with them inconsistent with your faith. For what partnership can righteousness have with lawlessness, lawlessness or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and Baal or Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Now this is verse 16. For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will dwell among them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Here we go. Verse 17. So come out from among unbelievers and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean. And I will graciously receive you and welcome you with favor. Verse 18. And I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. For you are the temple of the living God. So here we're getting close. We're getting close there. We're seeing how the relationship between a vessel or a temple or a dwelling place for God changed from the Old Testament way into the New Testament way. Hallelujah. We see that we should build our relationship with God and draw close to him and keep our temples clean. Amen. That's what we're to do. Keep our temples clean. Why? Because the Holy Spirit dwells within us. Amen. So we're to keep our temples clean. Thank you, Jesus. And build, continue to build that relationship with God. Now, if we love someone... It's a sad thing where you get married and that's it. You don't build on the relationship. You don't get to know that person even more. You don't love on that person even more. That's a sad marriage. That's a sad relationship. Amen. But when we are with God, our relationship with him, we should want to build on it to allow for him to come into our hearts. But to build on it, to draw near to him, to be close to him. Hallelujah. And to keep our temple clean, to keep it clean. So those that that are saying that, okay, well, you can live any old kind of way and still be saved. That's not true. You know, where our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. For you are the temple of the living God. For we are the temple of the living God. So his spirit to dwell within us. We know that, here we go, and we're going to go to the attribute. The reason why we keep ourselves clean and spiritually clean in him 
and we draw near to him to allow the word of God to consistently wash us and keep us clean. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Is because God is holy. That attribute, he is infinitely, unchangeably perfect. He's perfect. He's holy. So we want to be holy for he's holy and that we want to allow his spirit to dwell in us. Yeah, we want to receive him. And we're so grateful. I'm so grateful that God spoke to my heart. I'm grateful that he did it. Praise God. Praise God. Now, we're going to go right into the call, the call. God has, he's called us. He spoke to our hearts. He's taught us the difference in how he is still in relationship with us, how he made a way of escape even for those he ministered to in the Old Testament way. And of course, through his, the New Testament way, through the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now we have another, we have the ultimate way of escape to be in right relationship with God. And that right there says something. It says something. That's that everlasting love that God talks about. He loves us with an everlasting love, with loving kindness. He draws us to know that, that we have a Savior, to know that we have a Savior. That right there says something. And to know that this Savior died for us. He died for me where I don't have to die and be an eternally damned in an eternal state of separation from him in outer darkness. See, if you love someone, you want to be with them. You want to spend time with them. You want to draw near to him, near to someone that you love. Yeah. If in your heart, in your heart, you want to get to know God, you want him to be your Lord and Savior. You want to draw close to him. You want him to dwell, his Holy Spirit to dwell in you and in your life. Pray this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin. And I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. Right now, I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. 
and Lord over my life and my soul. With my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. This very moment, I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you are on your way. Your journey and your relationship with God has come to a good start. A good start. Now, we do have a pamphlet for you. Uh, if you go out to the www.lfhhm.org under the Discipleship Resources tab, you go out there and you click on the Discipleship Resources tab. There's a pamphlet there, and it is uh, called The Road to Salvation. And you click on that. You can open it up. It's a PDF document. You can print it out. You can look at the scriptures and study it. And this will give you an insight of the expectation of what you can expect to uh, in your relationship with him. And and it just will bless you. It will bless you. Go out there and look at that resource, the salvation, the road to salvation resource, and and read it and share it. See, once you get saved, now we don't we don't just anything good we tell it, don't we? Now, if you find a a good bargain somewhere, you're gonna tell it. If you're in love with someone, this is Valentine's Day, you're in love with someone, you're going to tell everyone. Well, if you love Jesus, you're going to tell someone that you got saved. Yes, if you got saved, tell. Tell someone that you got saved. If you got saved, go out to the uh, discipleship, go out to the uh, www.lfhhm.org, go out to the website and drop us a line and let us know that you prayed the prayer and you asked God to be your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Do that. Do that. Tell, tell folks that you love Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we have certainly enjoyed time spent. Yes, I've enjoyed myself. And you know, there's preparation before and there's some cleanup work after and the work goes on. But we are excited about who Jesus is and being able to be a part of his ministry. Hallelujah, being a laborer for the harvest, a worker in the harvest. If you would like to volunteer, drop us a line. Go out there to the website, drop us a line, call us, contact us. We will uh, we'll email us, whatever. <laughs> but let us know that you would like to volunteer and participate too. And we will definitely put you on, just share, listen to what it is you'd like to do. And just let you know where, you know, we could definitely use all hands on deck. Yes. Give some time. If you love somebody, you're going to spend time with them too. You're going to help them, bless them. Hallelujah. Sometimes people's love languages. Now, there's a book about love languages. Yeah, quality time uh, helps. That's another one. Yeah. So, anyway, bless God. Bless him. And be a blessing to others and share, share the links, share the links to the messages and everything and, and just be blessed. Hold on, hold on to your faith in God and enjoy Jesus, enjoy your life with him. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast. 
together with him. Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rock Hill Films. One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.